welcome to your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We love connecting with our guests, having that one-on-one interaction with them. We also love to hear from our listeners, from you, and like to connect with you. So if you're cool with it, we would love to hear where you're from. You can email us at podcast at sprinklewithhope.com. Let us know where you're from, how long you've been listening to to us. We love to connect with you. So we hope to hear from you. Email us there. And we have some amazing guests coming up. We're super excited about. Shane and I are excited for each of you being our listeners. And we really do appreciate it. And speaking of sprinkledwithhope.com, you can go to our website, www.sprinklewithhope.com. And there we have courses and you can get our podcast directly from that site. Also, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, which is Sprinkled with Hope with Jason and Shane. So look us up there. Our YouTube channel is really starting to get some traction. So check us out. Just Sprinkled with Hope. Search us up and subscribe. And then our Instagram is Sprinkled with Hope jason underscore shane we would really like the help and support by following us on these different social media platforms and subscribing to our podcast and to our youtube channel and just following us wherever you can find us uh thanks so much for your support we love you guys and send our well wishes welcome to the sprinkled with hope podcast back to your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane and today I'm so excited to introduce our guest. This is one that I've kind of kept my eye on on for a little bit. Um, Her name is Chelsea Olamiller and uh, she we were just talking about this that some people call her Chelsea and she doesn't doesn't uh, fix that correct that (laughs) and we get that all the time because our last name is Baller and some people call us Baller so Chelsea um, thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited about this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I was so honored to be invited and looked you guys up and I just love um, your mission and your website and your podcast and everything. So I'm excited to be here with both of you. Thank you so much. So let me get this really quick out of the way. Um, Chelsea's uh, website is called Hope and Harsh Realities. And if you can see that Sprinkle with Hope and Hope and Harsh Realities, they really align very well. But the thing that struck me with Chelsea um, is that she, her, her mother passed away in 2017. And what really struck me was that she says, her mom always would say, hey, let's, you need to start writing. And she just never did that. So give us a little bit of, of reason why you started writing. Yeah. So um, I was an educator. So while my mom was alive, I was always a teacher, kindergarten teacher. I loved it. It's something I'm super passionate about. I always wrote like little poems and just little stuff when I was a kid and my mom kept all my little journals, um, but I just never did anything with it. Um, But I was always really creative. And so um, after my mom passed, I actually started writing for myself just kind of as therapy and just to kind of release all of this emotion. You know, I... Um, I was in my thirties. My mom was only 57. 
And so a lot of my friends who were surrounding me and wonderful, you know, they still had parents and grandparents and um, no one really knew how to support me. And so um, while everyone was great, I just started writing and I just felt like it was that thing that helped me process and heal and um, never in a million years. I think people would want to read it or, you know, um, engage with it the way that they are today, but it has just actually been um, just a blessing because I feel like it really helped me heal and process the things even now, you know, year, it's been five years since my mom passed and every year kind of brings a new um, challenge and shift in that grief, but um, being able to write and share it with the world now, I think um, my page has like 76,000 followers today, which is just unimaginable. And, um, I just, yeah, I, I started for myself and it has just eventually led to this thing where other people will say, yes, I sent that to my friend or my family member because you said exactly how I'm feeling and just haven't been able to share it. So it's kind of transformed from me to other people, but it's just been a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love it. And, and I love the, some of the things you write and I want to share one just here real quick, but as you were kind of talking, I was, and this quote as well, um, you know, it, it brings up memories of my grandmother who Shane and I just adored a lot and she was just such a huge part of our life, but I wanted to read this as I'm, as I'm thinking about her, yeah. um, you, you said you, you have this quote and it's super cool and I want to read it, but it says you will grieve forever. The hope and peace is found in the fact that while grief is raw and harsh in its early stages, it shifts, it transforms, it changes. Eventually, it becomes more like a scar and less like an open wound. You learn to live with it while constantly being reminded of its presence and influence. And I just love that because I, I truly believe that to be the case, right? Like my grandmother, that's been almost two decades now um, since she passed away, but at that you know, that scar is definitely still there. So what would you say about that quote that you have? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts surrounding that? Yeah, I think it's kind of a two way thing with the scar. It's like, you know, at first everybody, you know, when you go in for surgery or you have these big goat, you know, gaping wounds, people notice and they want to be there for you and they're supporting you. And then as time goes on and you're healing, you know, people don't notice it as much, but it's still there, you know? And so for me, it was just like, okay, at first it was just this painful, painful experience, you know? And I didn't know how to, you know, like just with each wound, you don't really know what to do to make it heal the quickest and how to get through it. And so for me, it's just been a learning process. Um, and, you know, I still have that deep wound of losing my mom, you know, at a untimely way, but now I just look at it as this, um, I'm lucky. I was lucky to have a mother like her. And I have learned through my grief that not everybody does. Not everybody has a mother as loving and comforting as the one I had. And so I try on my hardest days to really look at it as a lens of gratitude for the time that I did have. And just, you know, I'm so thankful for the memories that we got, which I wish there would have been a million more. Um, but really it's just, you know, that scar thing is just, it's, it's always going to be there, but you know, you don't have to tend to it quite as much, you know, when it's at first you have to tend to it a lot and then you'll find yourself in grief where, you know, you've went, I think about my mom every day, but I don't hurt for her every day right. in that same way. And so I think it's just that, that process, you know, and, 
Um, I always tell people like, you know, you're going to grieve forever, but only because you had an amazing love that's worth missing. And so if I have to keep that forever, but I also get to keep the love and the wisdom and the influence that my mom gave me, I will take that any day over not having her or a mother like her. So, so many things that you just said that I love the first thing when you're talking about your mother, you can literally see this light that comes from you. That's so beautiful that, you know, that's an unfortunate thing that happened, but I think you are making your mom so proud right now of the things that you're doing that she was pushing you to do, but now you're doing them in, in, in her honor. So I just love that. Um, there, one thing, uh, that you said earlier was that, you know, through your grief, you started writing and now you have 75 or 6,000 followers. That is so amazing to me that one person can really make a difference in all of those people's lives because you're willing to put yourself out there. But one thing I wanted to ask you, because the last, one of the last things you said was that you don't hurt now because of what you've gone through. So if somebody maybe has lost a loved one or is going through some tough times, is there something that you found that really helps you to, to push through that hurt or overcome that hurt? Yeah. I think I still hurt. I just hurt differently and not as like, it's not that like stabbing pain. It's more of just this kind of heaviness that you carry with you differently. You know, um, Mm -hmm. like someone had said, you know, pain is kind of one of those things where you just, at first you're carrying it, you know, in the most, you know, unimaginable way and you're, you're not carrying it correctly. And then it's like, Oh, if you just put it in a backpack and start walking, you're going to carry it much easier, you know? And I'm not saying it as beautiful as the person that probably wrote that, but it's so true. I think that pain is just one of these things that, um, you really just have to learn what works for you. Um, you know, whether it's divorce or, um, addiction or grief or any of these things, you know, it's just so unique to each person and the pain, um, while it's, you know, super harsh and I would never wish it on anyone to lose a loved one. It's just sadly a reality that's going to happen. And so I've just learned that really my mom would want me to keep going and to do something with my pain. So for me, I'm able to use that creative outlet and write and hope that, you know, my pain gives somebody else this, you know, gives me a purpose to help other people. And so, you know, for other people, I always just say my biggest advice for somebody that has a pain that, you know, you can't really avoid is just don't avoid it, you know, really sit with it and decide how you're going to work through it. Because I tried to run from grief for a really long time and I learned I'm not a marathon runner. I'm not a sprint (laughs) runner. I can't do it. And so I always just say, you know, you really have to acknowledge it and accept it because there are certain things in life you can't change, you know, and usually when you're struck with a pain that is there, you know, like I said, through divorce or other things, um, grief, you, you can't change that. And so you really just have to learn how you're going to live with that. And then what it's going to look like moving forward. And not everyone finds a greater purpose in their pain. You know, um, not everybody finds beauty in their pain, you know, um, that would be crazy to think. Um, but it's just a matter of learning what life is going to look like with that pain. You know, you've been transformed by whatever it is. And, So you're in charge of how you're going to step forward and how you're going to let it, you know, really manipulate where you're going to go and who you're going to be with this new addition to yourself, because it is just this new addition, you know? 
Yeah, totally. I love that. And I love how you, you know, how you said it, it transforms you in a different way. It doesn't necessarily mean it transforms you to be the the best version of yourself at that point or, yeah. or whatever. It's this process, right. That, that could be lifelong and will be lifelong. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you have this, this great community and I wanted to kind of go back to that as well. What are maybe one or two of the like really positive things that you've seen from that community as they are sharing together or doing whatever it is? What, what are maybe one of the two of those like really awesome things that you've seen because of you opening up to that uh, community? Yeah, I think um, the two things I'm most proud in that community is just the, the vulnerability and the willingness of I shared my story. So now they're sharing theirs. And if you look at the comments on, you know, pick an article that I wrote and you just look at the comments and it's other people saying, oh, well, actually I lost my dad or I lost my brother and here's what I'm going through. And then somebody else will chime in and say, yes, that's exactly what I'm feeling. And then it just leads to this open dialogue of completely diverse people from, you know, someone from California and someone from New Zealand, you know, and, and they're connecting because of my page. And I still get teary eyed just anytime I see those kind of connections and collaborations and think, wow, if I wouldn't have, you know, been willing to open up about how things challenged my faith or how it completely changed the trajectory of my career and my goals, you know, would these people have still connected and found hope in each other? Cause that's essentially, um, what it is, you know? And so I love it. Anytime somebody writes a comment and says a little bit about their story, you know, and sometimes they'll say, I'm sorry, I just need to vent. And I say, never apologize. This, this is what this page is. I want it to be for you as much as me. And so, yeah, I think the things I'm most proud in that community on my page, um, is just the, the connection through each other's stories. And I love the times where, they'll share pictures, you know, I'll say, show me who you're missing today, or um, show me your favorite memory. And just to look at every single picture, and you know, the names of those people that they hold in their hearts, I just, I love it. And I, I get so teary eyed, mostly just because it's just, I'm filled with gratitude and appreciation that they're willing to share their pieces of their story as much as I'm sharing mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that because, you know, the world sometimes tries to hide grief. I think we're getting better now that the pandemic has made us really um, shift focus and not be able to avoid the topic of, of death and grief. But I just think people want to share their stories. And I love when they do, because it really just inspires other people like, oh, wow, they, they shared some, I want to share too. Right. That's so cool. I mean, that's really how I uh, came in contact with you was through this page that you that we're talking about. I I found you and just loved what you what you, your backstory and then the things that you uh, are sharing with the world. I just love that you're binding the world together, one one person at a time. Um, so I might have missed this, but I don't think that you've written a book yet. Is that correct? I have not. So uh, I get asked this question a lot. So the dream <laughs> is to write a book. So if there are any agents out there or people in the book business, hit me up. Um, it's really a dream I'm working on this year. My goal is really to, um, you know, write my own book and have it out there for everybody. Um, I am proud though. I write for a community called, um, her view from home, which has millions of followers and they just landed a book deal this year. And, um, so my words will be published in their book called, um, so God made a mother. 
and that will be out in the spring of 2023. So I am proud. My dreams are coming true. It's just, you know, a, a slow process, I think. Um, but yes, that's my, my ultimate goal is to have my words in a book um, so that, you know, instead of flowers, maybe someone will hand my book to somebody one day and say, I, I lost my mother too, or somebody really close. And these words really helped me. That would just be a dream come true. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was a silly question to ask a writer if they're going to write a book, but no, I get that uh, question all the time. I, I get at least two or three emails a day um, from people that say, can, can you give me the link to where I can buy your book? And I'm like, yeah. one day, one day. The world wants it, Chelsea. So we're, we're <laughs> pulling for you to get that book out. Yeah. Thank uh, so you. besides a book, is there anything else that you're working on outside of your writing or anything that's upcoming that that would be exciting for your followers? Yeah. I mean, right now, um, I, a long time ago, I started interviewing, um, you know, people in the grief space, like writers and authors and speakers. Um, and I'm getting back into that. So I actually, um, the grief is love author, Marissa Renee Lee is going to be on my platform next week. I'm going to speak to her live. Um, and so I'm hoping to start that again. A lot of people have been saying, when are you going to do your, you know, Facebook live broadcast? So I'm going to get back into that. It's just hard in the summer. You know, I'm sure you guys know oh, yeah. children and lives. summer is busy. And so hopefully in the fall, I'll get back to really, um, you know, connecting with people. I love that. Like what we're doing, you know, just these conversations, I find so much you know, inspiration in them. And so I hope to get back into that on my platform as well. That's awesome. And speaking of inspiration, you know, you, uh, Shane kind of talked about one of the things that your mom asked you to do. Is there something else that you would be willing to share that, that you just loved, you know, something that your mom taught you that you're just always going to use in your life. And it could be the silliest thing or the, the, the greatest thing, whatever, just one thing that, that she taught you that you're like, yep, that's going to stick with me for, for my whole life. Yeah. So I, I kind of have two answers. One, she was an amazing baker. So, um, I mean, I try to use all of her recipes and I, um, anytime somebody new moves into the neighborhood or, um, my friend, you know, my friends have something I try, I try to, um, you know, recreate my mom's recipes and I really use that. My daughter loves to bake. So we will always continue that. I am not nearly as good of a decorator. <laughs> I can, I can do the recipes. I cannot make them look as beautiful as my mother, even though I try, um, so I, I will always do that because she was so well known for her cookie recipe and her cake recipe. And I don't want people to forget about that. So yeah. I always will include that. Um, but most of all, my mother, as cliche as this is, my mother was just the kindest, most compassionate soul. And she really just taught me, um, you know, really to give back and not in a way where people know, but in a way that, you know, is just helpful. And so I really try to incorporate that into my life um, on the, her birthdays, on her anniversaries. I try to go out and um, pay it forward. You know, I pay for the people in line or I'll do something nice, purchase flowers, not tell somebody. Um, sometimes I'll go on my platform and ask, hey, do you know anybody that could really use a lift? You know, whether it's a card or this or that. And so I really just try to, you know, go out and spread kindness as much as I can. I tell my children, every day, you know, if you can go into school and be one thing, I want you to be kind. And so really as, as silly as that may sound, that's really what I try to do, but not talk about it. Like I never talk about it on my platform or, you know, what I'm doing sure. because that would defeat the purpose a little bit. So, um, yeah, or to really support right now, my family's trying to really support all the workers, you know, all those waitresses and people that are in the service industry that, you know, just sometimes get overlooked. And so we're really mm -hmm. trying to be intentional about making them feel appreciated and 
So yeah, I learned that from my mom and I hope my kids one day can say that they learned that from me and carry on her legacy that way. Yeah, we can't see the baking that you do. I wish we could uh, have some cookies or something that you make, but <laughs> but we can see the lesson that she's taught you to to pay it forward and really to reach out and be kind to everyone. We this has been such a great discussion. I'm so glad you you joined us. So uh, again, you can find Chelsea on her website, hopeandharshrealities.com. There is a link to her Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, I encourage you to look her up and follow her. And it's, she's just so inspiring. Um, and some of her good friends call her Chelsea. So um, going through this discussion and her being part of our face or our uh, podcast family, I'm going to call her Chelsea now and yes, <laughs> hope that's okay. <laughs> yes. I told you, call me Chelsea. That's the way I sign everything. So, and it's easier to remember. Yeah, it's easier to remember. So yeah. near the end of our podcast, we have what we call the double down dose. Are you ready for this? I, I hope so. <laughs> I love saying it like that because it kind of makes it like, oh no, what's going to happen? It's a, it's two simple questions, but so deep if you really think about it. So the first question is how would you, how would you define hope? Wow. That's, it is a deep one, but it's a good one. I think I would define hope as the light that's inside of your heart that you keep so that the darkness never can fill it all the way. You always just have that little spark or that little light. And I think that's what hope is. That's awesome. That's super. It's actually powerful. If you think about it like that, that just little ember and, and just that spark inside of you that just you know, you don't want to uh, extinguish, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that. So, so the second part of the double down dose is, is another pretty simple question, but usually catches everyone off guard. And that is, what is your definition of love? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think the, the funny thing is my mom, before she passed, we bought her a, a subscription um, to one of those services that you're supposed to write about your life and send it. And, and the only question she got to answer was what is love? And I won't, I won't share her definition, but it was beautiful, but it was a couple pages long. Um, so I think for me, love is really what matters in the world and it's what keeps me going. And that is different for everybody. And I think that if I had to describe it in one sentence, I would just say it's a powerful force and feeling that surrounds each person in beautiful ways that sometimes we don't even acknowledge. And it's really what powers the world in a way, you know? And um, I think ultimately it's just, it's one of the most beautiful gifts life can give you is love. Totally agree with both of those answers. I, I loved how you answered them. And we love asking those questions. We get all different kinds of ideas. and But it all comes back to what you were saying, I, I believe, which is love is the most powerful thing. And, and nothing can stop that from going out to the world. Uh, it Absolutely. might appear sometimes that that's the case, but it's not. Love is so powerful. Yes. Chels, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been such a great discussion. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to be here and I will come back anytime. You guys are so <laughs> great to speak with. Yeah, one of the one of the questions I always like asking, and, and as I was looking at your, you know, your um you know, your page and everything like that, 
Um, you talk about laughter and Shane and I love talking about laughter. We, I have some really corny jokes and it sounds like you've got some jokes too, but what's maybe something in your, in your life that, you know, looking back on it now, you, it just, every time you think about it, you're like, oh, that, that just, you know, it's like that belly laugh that just, yeah. What's an experience or a time in your life that you just, you can think back on and just, and laugh about now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wow. I mean, that's a loaded question. I mean, first of all, my dad is a jokester. I swear he should have his own reality show. Like he he is a, he should have been a comedian. I don't know why he isn't. (laughs) Everybody in my hometown knows him from his jokes. Um, and so I, I don't even know. I mean, there are so many things from my childhood that I look back and I just laugh at. Um, if it has to be the funniest thing I've ever done, that probably wasn't funny at the time, but now I just laugh and everybody (laughs) laughs at me. Um, When I was doing it, I was a kindergarten teacher and it actually is a little sad in that um, one of my students' mothers passed away, but they all got together and did this beautiful 5K in honor of her family. And so I was determined to run this race and I did and Um, I got to the finish line and immediately it was in a very wooded area, you know? Um, And as I got to the finish line, there was nobody else there except for all of the fans who were yelling, no. And I was like, this is not the response you want to get when you're, you know, finishing a race and come to find out I had um, missed a turn. The like teenage boy who was supposed to be there, like directing traffic was no longer there. And so I went my own way and I ended a 5k race. Um, soon. So of course I was not about to finish this race without doing it correctly. So I went back, finished it. I think I got an extra half mile. And to this day, people will go, do you remember that time that you ran that race and you ran an extra half mile? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> so, like, Mine was actually a 6k. Oh <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is, and people laugh. I mean, they, they'll pop up memories. You know how Facebook has those memories. Yeah. People will share it and be like, "Oh, remember Miss Hope?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So yeah, that's something I I laugh at now, but I was not laughing at the time. So the moral of the story is Chelsea's always going the extra mile. <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, that's a dun, joke dun, among dun. my friends like, all the time. They're like, "You always go the extra mile." I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." That's awesome. <laughs> Really, this is, again, thank you so much. This has been such a great discussion and, a, and an opportunity to meet you more. So thank you so much. If, if you don't follow her, uh, let's share her message to the world. So thank you so much, Jills. Thank you. Well, thank you for what you guys do. It's so important in this space. And um, I'm just so delighted um, to be on with you guys. You guys are doing great work. Thank you, Jills.